You're listening to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. You're a man, aren't you? Aren't you? Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. I'm Rex and with me is Carmen Ranger. How are you diddly doing? It never ends, it never ends, it never never ends. ends. It never ends, we're going to be doing this forever. The topic of our episode this time, it's a change from the usual news and tangents because we're focusing on one actual subject. Ooh, imagine that. We're all on Ritalin, we're on Adderall, (laughs) we are just focused on this. We're on our meds. Yes, and what exactly are we focusing on now? Space Avengers. Yay! Sort of. Sort of. It's Space Squad. It's good. Yeah. It's Space good. Squad. Uh, what was it? The full title was like Space Squad, um, Space Sheriff Gavan versus uh, Toxo Sentai Decaranger. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? The, I think uh, there's like another essay in terms of title there. <laughs> Shock! Space Squad, Tokuso Sentai Dekaranger versus Space Sheriff Gallon. Oh man, the the Japanese don't understand the uh, the benefits of a succinct title, do they? Or the concept of versus. Yeah, they really don't know. I mean, because they don't actually ever fight each other in a an actual sense. I mean, they have a bit of a disagreement, but I mean, it would have worked. A, they did that have in the second uh, second Superhero Wars movie. It was um, Superhero Wars. Featuring oh, yeah. metal heroes or something like that. See, I'd prefer it if the West did something with verses. Like in music labels, it's always someone feet Kanye. What if it was like Shakira versus Kanye and the audio is just them squabbling in the studio? Shakira versus Kanye. Blimey, I mean, she's going to get wrecked. <laughs> It'd be like Attack on Titan. You've got a little angry man climbing you. Oh, oh, tangent along. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> we didn't even get past the intro. Blimey, right? We, uh,. <laughs> not on top form this week. So anyway, before we cut into the meat of the matter with our own laser blade, we'd like to remind you this is sponsored by tokutoystore.com. Buy Toku Toys. Do it now. Consume. They're the only things that'll make you feel whole inside. Come on, they've got X-Aid stuff. You want your fancy new belts? Do it. They've got a bunch of pre-loved merchandise as well. They've still got... A, I think they're still drowning in Ranger Keys as well. There's just one Most closet. That's, they, they move like a liquid. <laughs> So they're like um like coat hangers, they just breed, you know, you never know how you know you never know how you get so many, they're just always there. And everyone nicks them from hotels? Yeah. That's why the ranger keys in hotels have to be like nailed to the shelf. <laughs> I think that's how they did it in Super Mega Force to keep them from falling off. I gotta keep that on the uh, on the shelf somehow. Maybe I should do that. What, just go nuts with a nail gun? Yeah, pretty much. Uh might affect the resale value, but I know you're just gonna hold them like some sort of dragon. Who sells this stuff? I'm gonna I'm gonna be buried with it like some kind of ancient pharaoh. See, what you should do is, instead of saying Toka Toy Store, it's, it's sponsored by me. I have all the toys. Mine. <laughs> Mine. I'm not laugh please. I'm not, I'm not the orange lantern. Your last words will be bury me with my Sentai stuff. Okay, so in this first part of our Space Quad discussion, as we've just watched it a few minutes ago, we're going to talk about the plot. Uh, well, uh, for the plot that there is. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. It's not like, um, not like the Superhero Wars movies. There is an actual plot in this. It's a... It's a... It's a cop... It's a cop show thing. It's it's basically just a, a cop movie, you know. Damn it, Gavan. <laughs> it you really lose canon, but you get results. <laughs> Damn it, Gavan. City Hall's up my ass about this. <laughs> I'm going to have to have your badge over this. Okay, and so for the opening scene, it's got Gavan out of costume, along with a woman who can transform into a hummingbird. Cannot remember her name. Shelley. Shelley. <laughs> Very odd. Why do they always give alien women Western names? It's Marcus. because the white man is the only true alien. <laughs> eats with a fork? What is this? Bakagai Jindu. 
But anyway, there is a fight with what appear to be men in flashy paisley suits wearing masks. They're not the Thai Mafia in basically any Japanese film ever. Yeah, pretty much. And then transforms. Pretty cool. Shelley gets shot and disappears. And he gets wrecked. Gets absolutely wrecked. Oh yeah, then there was the scene of blood going through a stone like in that scene from Blade. Yeah. It's a bit morbid for a... Kids thing. It's sent your daddy's Gavan. Literally, this is a new Gavan. Came about in uh, 2010 or something. Oh, yeah. He premiered in, I think it was a GoBusters special. Yeah, they did like a GoBusters thing to tie in. And then after that, they did like a... Was it? No, no. It was before that. They did a, oh. yeah, a Gokaija thing. That oh, was a, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, Gavan's a legacy hero. Seems that way. I like it. I mean, like he's a police officer. You may as well... I mean, probably reuse equipment in the police somehow, you know? Yeah. And then... Gavin goes to the office of his higher-ups, and it's the usual, Gavin, you're a loose cannon. But damn it, you get results. And then it's like, ooh, look, all these unsolved crimes, you're not doing a thing, while some members of the Sentai are actually being useful and tracking things down. we got vampires, apparently. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of vampires attacking people, it's just close-ups on withered corpses, and it's really morbid. You yeah. see the bite marks? As in, I'm it's not cool. used to all that stuff in Taku still. I, I was raised on the western side. But dude, you, you watched Jetman. Well, yeah, but I mean... you seen crystals bursting uh, out of okay. a man's face. And that was morbid to me. Hell, in Car Ranger, they showed people drinking the life out of a child and it showed the desiccated husk. You mean you're not into Pizzagate, then? Although I'm not really familiar with either Decker Ranger or Gavan, so I'm not quite an authority on this. Mm. So the boss lady's chewing him out and can't really recall. It's just something that's like, oh, you're this sort of person. You're not really getting results. And then she sticks on a nappy commercial for some reason. She's feeling a bit broody, you know. She's getting to that point in a woman's life where, you know, you have to choose between career, family, you know, don't want a kid, take a couple of years off maternity leave. And all. She's, you know, just give, give her some slack, okay? She's she's going through a, a, a bit of a rut, you know. And so parallel, they've got a scene with Decker Break fighting some vampire-looking dude. It's a bit racist, just because he's got big fangs. Yeah, doesn't right. doesn't mean that he drinks blood and does all those things. Massive spaces, these Decker Rangers. Right. I mean, just, I mean, complete... Uh, abuse of authority there. Police brutality at his worst. Institutionalised spacism. I mean, man. Yeah. And so that fight happens. In the meantime, there's that big wedding between pink and green. Oh, yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, and Doggy Kruger's there walking in. And we also had a few shots of Swan. Just kind of watching her on some kind of webcam she set up. She got old. Yeah, yeah, man. Decker Swan got old. Yeah, okay, so the actress, though. I mean, well, I mean so in 2004, she looked... Fairly young. Yeah, yeah, she was cute. Yeah, and then just... I mean, we're fine with older-looking actors, but damn. Rex likes him some cougars. Well, yeah, cougars the best rider. It's not the sort of aging that the Japanese go through where they don't visibly age. It's more the, it's more just like traditional aging, which is quite rare to see on Japanese TV movies and stuff. I mean, crow's feet, more like swan's feet. <laughs> swan, more like turkey. Ooh. See, yeah, the issue isn't that uh, that we've got an older woman in a position of authority. It's the fact that she looks her age. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's rare. A Japanese woman finally looks her age. Yeah, I mean, I mean with Japanese women, you know, you, um, after, the, after like uh, the 20s, they kind of have this, you know, dignified kind of, um, you know, you got age, but still beauty, that kind of thing going on. And then like at some point between eight, uh, like 150 and 200, they uh, kind of turn into these wizened little prunes of women that have these, you know, pearls of wisdom that they dispense, and then they hit you with their walking sticks. That's how the Japanese work, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Ultraman Jeed's actor was secretly in his 50s. <laughs> you can never tell. 
I mean, after that, Gavan does that whole, yeah, burst into the wedding thing, like, no, she belongs with me, kind of thing, except... She, he just nicks... He, he wants Jasmine instead. Yeah, he just nicks Yellow because she's... He likes married yeah. women. I was thinking more like some sort of psyker. Is that... Well, Esper, that's the term. I mean, there's that as well, but I mean, you know, it's also because she's Jasmine. My for life, though. Hey, you know what would have made the last Star Trek TNG film, I think it was Nemesis, even better? I mean, it would make it actually Actually good. make it decent. <laughs> Gone. If at Deanna Troy's wedding, Gavan burst in and had her use as a psionic for <laughs> something... Just anything that detracts from that whole plot. So you just want it to be a completely different movie? Yeah. We all do. Actually, that would work in the original series. He just goes in Nick Spock to solve crimes together. I'd be down to clown. Yeah, it'd be amazing. But yeah, no, he um, drags um, drags Jasmine out, then all the other Decker Rangers follow, and Umeko's the only one who doesn't actually get dressed in her uh, <laughs> she uniform. She's down yeah. A, yeah. Uh, just drags him to the crime scene, and she just has her fondle the ground a bit just to work out what happened. She was shot. I know that, Einstein. <laughs> the guy turned his hand into a gun. Oh. Yeah, he had Big, thick, meaty muscles. <laughs> yeah, she, it was a bit of an odd point. He's muscular. Well, yeah, a lot of bad guys are muscular. You're not going to get shot by a dude in a, with like a, a Zimmer frame. You might, though. It's just like a bait and yeah, switch. Damn punks. <laughs> she was yeah, sick. Back in my day. Sick of the kids these days. <laughs> so then they um, kind of work out who it is from that very vague description. I mean, come on. I mean, they could have been asking for like uh, roided up Mega Man or something like that. Yeah, but they found him and it's some random green bloke. Who, yeah. Actually, his method of doing it is really cool. He just jams a magazine into his arm and then makes a pistol and it sort of like it's like reshapes the flesh. Yeah, it's like it does like the whole kind of finger gun thing, but like put, puts the magazine yeah. between like his bottom two fingers. It's great. I love it. It's some tyrannid looking merged biotechnological yeah. stuff. It's beautiful. And so then there's some boring chase sequence involving a large spaceship chasing a van, which wouldn't that not freak everyone out? Well, this is the um, it's like a crossover world where like um, Decker Ranger is. The Decker Rangers have like a permanent base on Earth, that kind of thing. They, they're used to aliens. No, it's not aliens. It's just the fact that there's a giant battleship, in not even in orbit. It's just hovering above buildings, moving really quickly, chasing a van. Maybe yeah, that's it, overkill. Yeah, they, they live in a world where they have a giant robot head as a police headquarters. They live in the same city as the Decker Rangers. They're used to this kind of thing, you know? Uh, the people of Japan are used to a lot, aren't they? Ah, well, got chased by a battlecruiser the other day. Uh, same old, same old. Same old, yeah. And then there's another fight scene with a scantily clad woman. Oh, boy. Then it becomes mature Taku. Yeah, because I actually see a bit of blood, I think. Oh, yeah, there is there is a, quite a bit of blood in that movie. But, you know, they have a, have a bit of a chick fight after the uh, male rangers slapped about a bit. Don't really know why they have to include that in everything. It's like, why? Why do they need so much battle cleavage? Well, it's like Power Girl, you know, it's to distract, um, you know, from actually concentrating. Like Batman's yellow uh, Is that what Power Girl's window is for? Well, it's, it's twofold. Because um, uh, she's Supergirl from a parallel universe. So when she came over as a permanent fixture in the mainstream DC universe, she's all like, I don't want to be tied to anyone. I'm going to, no, none of this. I'm, I'm going to have not a logo in my chest. I don't want to be tied to you, Superman. And in fact, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm not going to have anything there. I'm just going to have my boobs out. That's and that was it. And then, and then later on, they uh, said also, oh no, it, it, when she's fighting people, they're always looking at her tits. So like, uh, it's, it's fine. It's practical. It's like, it's like Batman's logo, like the yellow thing around that. That's just so people kind of subconsciously aim at his chest rather oh, than yeah, the big think, gaping hole in yeah. his face. Great big target on your chest. Yeah. yeah that's a really, really crap justification as well. It, it's, it's, it's like it's, boobies. It's, it's totally for an actual valid reason. It's not just because they wanted to draw boobs. Uh, still, at least they're not backpedaling and being weird like Marvel. Oh, yeah. But anyway, what? actually, I can't remember what happened after the booby fight scene. It was yeah, just them being taunted. Yeah, I think the boobs just kind of replace everything in my mind now. I just kind of, yeah. Yeah, boobs... 
I, boobs are great. Yeah. You're listening to the Spandex Booby podcast. Sea boobies. Yeah. You're listening. Still need to make sea boobies. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I remember because gun dude shot a few slugs, literally slugs that yeah. turned into little fang slugs like little leech there, things. and they then found that that's what's making the injuries because they oh, suck no, blood. Before that, um, Ban turns up like just oh, drifts yeah. in with his massive car, like the size of oh, a building. No. Now I remember. Yeah. We skipped out on one massive plot element. Oh, yeah, that real, the thing was important to set the tone for the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. Crap, what was the name of the bad guy? Mad Gallant. Mad Gallant, that's it. <laughs> that was a badass name. Yes. Oh, yeah, and he was in the intro fight, and so Gavan faces him again, and hmm. does he break his sword that time? Yeah, like, uh, he pushes him back uh, into, like, the gutter, and, like, his laser blade is snapped in half. Yeah, and we get, like, a few flashbacks about how that was supposed to be his soul from the original Gavan. It's like that bit in um, Attack of the Clones, yeah. This sword is your life, Anakin! See, what they should have done is just hide a ginger Gavan, and they wouldn't have needed to mess about that. Oh, he broke my soul, whatever. But how can you fight for justice with no soul? I think Geki kind of took the whole this sword is your soul thing a bit too literally. I think Retsu was just being symbolic with it, man. It's it's a metaphor, dude. You don't have to get so bent out of shape, you know. I mean, do they not not issue space sheriffs with, like, spare swords? No, you got your one. Everything else is too expensive. You lose it, it's coming out your salary for the next 600 years. (laughs) At that point, Geki will look about 50, if that's how the Japanese age. (laughs) They're like Time Lords, they just regenerate. Yeah. But, yeah, that's basically what happens. Just loses it to Mad Gallant. And... Is that supposed to be a massive plot point? Because I haven't really watched Metal Heroes. Well, I mean, it's a massive plot point in the um, in the film. It's, uh, mm. you know, because... Oof, oof, this sword's really important now. Oh, crap, it's broken. Well, there goes uh, that merchandise. Because they, uh, I think a couple of months ago, they released, like, a prop replica of the oh, laser blade. Yeah. Even got, like, uh, two kind of transparent hands as a stand you can pose. It's great. I want it nice. so much. And the following Ban Ban scene was okay. I did, like, the gunplay, the stunts. They had some nice wire work. Yeah. Uh, they, they definitely pulled out all the stops for the special effects there. Yeah, they actually looked decent. <laughs> I know. It was really good. Especially with the... They were spamming finishes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's cool stuff. I mean, I love it when a villain has their own finisher that looks kind of like what the hero oh, does. Oh, yeah. Because there's a, what was it called? Uh, Mad Galactic or something like that. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, it's good. It, it, it's good. It looks good. It's fun. Fortunately, Ban Ban wasn't in the film for that long, though, so... Well, you just don't like those hot-headed reds, do you? No, I've been watching Tokyuja, and I'm just sick of it now. Well, Ban is a bit more... Mm, actually, no, you're right. He grows on you a bit in the series. Depends on if you develop uh, Stockholm Syndrome or not. So yes, anyway, back to what I was talking about before. We forgot about the important scene. For such an important scene, it's quite forgettable. Or maybe we just have dementia. Who are you? When are my relatives coming? Uh, so yeah, they find out that the bullets were actually being the blood draining and all that police brutality will net them a massive lawsuit probably against <laughs> the vampire-looking bloke. It turns out they have a special scanny thing to clean people up. That seems weirdly mundane to have in a, sp- a police station. Well, they've got their funky tricorder slash transformation device thing. Slash mobile phone. Yeah, it does everything. It's the future. It's space. What else is it going to do? And then things get weird plot-wise. Yeah. Okay, so they find out that it's made out of some sort of metamorphic thing, and they somehow relate it to the material used by a nappy company. You know, 
the funny thing is, the only reason they come to that conclusion is because Jasmine remembers that her daughter needs more nappies made yeah. by the same company. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this also made of a similar sounding biomimetic material. Oh, what a coincidence. And then they think it's a lead and what else? Why, why would they use a nappy company as a front for that sort of evil organisation? I mean, they're collecting blood. I think it's because the, uh, the weird leech things can absorb a lot of fluids. But at the same time, though, I think that's a different principle. I think leeches drinking blood is a different principle to nappies absorbing stuff. I mean, well, maybe it's... maybe it was like a kind of a weird, you know, like a like a sponge, like a like a sea sponge thing. Like maybe it was more like that as an animal rather than a leech. Then why didn't they make female hygiene products? They could have done it without arousing suspicion. Just get a couple of vampire tea bags and you're done. No, it, it would have been a better uh, would have been a better option if you ask me. Or maybe do more than just nappies, you know? I Why mean, is there a bent nappy company? I mean, you know how you get kids' movies where it's an evil organisation making, I don't know, evil toys or something? Fine. Oh, no. Just an evil nappy company that makes leech bullets. Wasn't that in one of the uh, the Halloween movies, like Halloween 3 or something? Yeah, and that was all because of druids. Yeah. Uh, the, the, that movie was freaky. It was bad, too. Oh, I wonder what the rules are for streaming. We could do some horrible commentary slash god-awful riff. Well, I don't see why not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, watch this space yeah watch this space listen to the space or just think oh maybe they should talk in movies and so they then rush to the nappy company then just barge into the ceo's office and, and the nappies are horrible they're made out of it looks like mylar just like shiny plasticky tinfoil you make emergency blankets out of that you keep that on a baby it's gonna cook <laughs> maybe that was their plan all along they plan to just burn babies i mean they are pretty damn evil yeah but no, it's just collecting blood to power some sort of robot. And then they decided to, I don't know, make some profit on the side by selling the same kind of thing for babies. That seems weirdly mundane. Well, that's Japanese capitalism for you. But yeah, I mean, after, after that, um, the CEO, Lars, is all like, yeah, 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 Psst, you gotta help me. Don't tell my secretary, but she's an evil bitch. She's been sent to spy on me. And then he bloody body checks her. Yeah, Compa- she- after, after, yeah, after it acting all sneaky-beaky-like just to make sure she doesn't overhear him. Then he rushes her and then runs out. She comes over suspicious, like, okay, what are you saying? And he just knocks her over. I mean, if you were going to do that, my dude, what was the point of being all, you know, whispery and hush-hush about it, you know? You could have just, you could have done that, dragged them out, and while you were running, explained things, you know? He is Mr. Violence. (laughs) And so then they run down into the depths of the facility and are like, here's where we make the evil bullets and here's where we make the diapers and don't get them crossed over. Here's an evil, but yeah. Oh yeah, the secretary reveals herself to be the evil boob lady Mm -hmm. during that chick fight. Boy. Why do they always have those sort of things? I mean, was she a, a, based on a character in Gavan, do you know? Oh, she was based on a character in one of... The, uh, there was, like, Space Ninjas in one of... Oh, I think it was one of the previous Space Share things. Maybe it was Shadow? I don't know. I haven't seen... I haven't seen much of Metal Heroes. I've seen some of Gavan, and it, it's good. But it's just... Uh, here they have a, have a booby ninja. Good. I don't know. Are you, you, you complaining? I'm not complaining. There's, then there's some fight with the Sentai and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. But it was out of the suits, though, so... Yeah, this weird kind of field around the factory that said, no, you can't you can't transform here, love. Yeah. None of that. Then Pink gets injured, and Green gets annoyed at Gavan because he was off chasing what he thought was a voice. Yeah, Cronin singing that weird kind of oh, advertising yeah. jingle. Cronin, the weird bullet dude. It was a really nice design. Shame it wasn't used that much. Well, it'd probably come back for the sequel. Woo, hopefully. I mean, considering how Toei treat their budget, it's going to have to come back in a sequel. <laughs> For the past couple of Sentai seasons, they've been really sparing on everything. Yeah. Hell, it's true with Kamen Rider. Well, you got to save budgets somehow. Save money. Less monsters. More human drama. Humans are the real monsters. 
And then after that scenario, we then find that Gavin, who used some sort of fake document to get the Decker Rangers to join him. Uh, for, for all the things you can go down for, forgery, just, uh... But it wasn't just forgery, he also, um... Yeah, it was mainly forgery. Uh, partly jaywalking. <laughs> this isn't America. Oh, I love how that's illegal. Weird. Actually, have you, have you heard what the state of crime is like in Japan? What? There's so little crime that the police are tr- making stuff up to keep occupied. Like, uh, like 15 police officers were watching this convertible with a, pack- with a crate of beer in it, just because... Just because I had to do something. <laughs> I can just imagine them cracking that open and doing it King of the Hill style, just watching the city go by. Yep. 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 Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi. Dormo. So, soccer, so. Oh, then, uh, yeah, then, then Geki gets thrown in the brig, you know, just taken to space jail on planet, planet Bird. Yeah, why is it called Bird? You know what's weird? The Japanese cannot name planets. I mean, like, uh, there's this episode yeah. of um, of Captain Harlock, and, um, you know, someone gets injured, and he's like, well, looks like she needs some rest. I know, just the place to take her. I mean, you know, then the, you know, snap to, uh, you know, an establishing shot, Planet Rest. Well, the Japanese have a very straightforward way of naming things. It's like, it's Planet Birds. People here turn into birds. It would have made things a lot clearer if the Japanese wrote Star Trek. Oh, look, it's Planet Kill Monster. <laughs> it's Planet Sludge Thing. It's Planet Dead Red Shirt. That's 90% of planets in the uh, Alpha and Beta Quadrant, then. Yeah, except for Riser. <laughs> we don't talk about Riser. Planet Weird Kinky Stuff. That's just Japan. They probably have VR Jamaharon by now. I'm surprised they didn't have Hollow Suites with those. One day. I think a VR porn convention in Japan had to close because too many people came. Right. So yeah, it gets uh, thrown in and um, boss lady comes by and plays the Pro 9 game like, well, I guess he was wrong about you and Geki's a, a dense idiot and doesn't understand what she's talking about. Well, yeah, he literally interpreted a lot of things. <laughs> and then boss lady sees original Gavan, fangirls over him. It's a bit like a gangaro in this uh, in this movie, don't you think? You got well, that tan, got the yeah. bleached hair. It's just the thing with elderly people, they get tan and I swear he had to dye his hair. He retired to space Florida. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's been fighting space alligators ever since. No, no, he's been fighting his nemesis, Space Florida Man. <laughs> oh, last time he had to chase Space Florida Man while he was naked through a supermarket <laughs> covered in ice cream. Uh, after that he was tracking, da- tracking him down for the murder of his imaginary friend. See, I'd love to have a Metal Heroes parody series for this. Actually, thinking about it, because the CEO Lars, he's a pretty violent guy. He might be Space Florida Man. We'll talk more about that later, but remember, he just body-checked his secretary. Well, I mean, she was a boob ninja, you know, you can't be too careful about that lot. And then there was a scene where she broke back in, and... And then the uh, Decorangers split up to do their own investigation. Um, Was it Blue and Green went to the, um... They went to the headquarters of the nappy place to... Look for clues. Yeah, and oh, and they found a funky device as well. Oh yeah, the um, this little mouth uh, faceplate thing you shove on your face, and it. Yeah, and they're not sure what the hell it is, but then they realise, oh wait, it's it's, uh, it's Mad Gallant's armor. Oh, that's funky. Why is that stored in there? Yeah, it was uh, what was it? Was it Jasmine and um, Swan looking at looking at that? And while that's happening, there's a scene where the Decker Rangers are investigating the office, and they find mud, and they use their magical tricorder to tell that mud is from the same mud that they use when the sword was broken. Man, I mean, there's no way mud would get on a floor. And they think, hey, what if that was Mad Gallant? Well, they make a lot of assumptions about Lars being Mad Gallant. I mean, he said he never met Mad Gallant, but, I mean, there's no reason he couldn't have been in that office while he was How do you meet yourself? Oh. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> ah, 
it's a very, very strange film. It's got a lot of cliches, but it oh, just yeah. brushes past all of them. It only lightly touches them. Oh yeah, they're cliches, but I mean, they're they're done fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh fun. yeah, yeah. And then there's a scene with Boob Ninja breaking in, uh, rescuing Lars, handing him the transformation device, and it's revealed, ah, he is indeed Mad Gallant. Oh, we never saw that coming, did we? It's, it's a crap plot point, and it was revealed that he gave her that, so ah, were they supposed to be sneaking in? I think so. I don't know, because what would they gain? No idea. Then there's this fight scene where they escape together, and then is it... Pink who arrests Boob Ninja? Oh no, it's uh, Yellow who Yellow cuffs who arrests her. Boob Ninja. Yeah, cuffs her. And then she simply responds by slicing off her hand. Just that like, follows. <laughs> it's just, there's not even a delay. It's like, oh, got your cuff now, you're under arrest. She just, just slashes off her hand. And Jasmine is just messed up. She's just... <laughs> she takes her hand with her as well. Yeah, well, you're not going to leave that behind, are you? Yeah, God, it was a really weird one. And so that... But why? Just why? Why slice off your hand? You got to escape somehow. And in a later scene, she just reattaches it with ninja techniques. Well, it's better than the uh, the, the assassin lady in John Wick, who dislocates her um, thumbs to get out of handcuffs. Oh yeah, well that makes more sense than slicing off your hand. Yeah, but I mean, she could. Yeah, you know, she knew she could reattach it with ninja magic. You know, I mean, you can you can relocate thumbs, not needing ninja magic. Exactly. You just pop those back in. You're, you're proving my point. Oh yeah, true. Maybe she couldn't. Maybe she couldn't do it. You know how hard it is. Well, if you can reattach a limb with ninja magic within seconds, why would you have to go through the painful ordeal of dislocating your thumb? Yeah, but ninja magic. Yeah, true. It's, maybe she learned it from the blue ninja. Yeah, after that, they, uh, they soundly thrash the Decker Rangers. Even um, Decker Break and Decker Master, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Decker Masters. Oh, man. Thing oh, God. Doggy is the best ranger. And Hell's Watchdog is one hell of a title to have. Yes. And it was just the typical fight scene that showed that, ha, 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 you are weak and unable to defeat this villain. And there was a lot of posing and general mm. stuff. Typical Sentai fare, wouldn't you say, Rex? Oh, it's been a while since I've said that. It's been about, what, eight episodes? Almost, yeah. Yeah, that many cold turkey without saying, but yes, it is standard Sentai fare. It just feels like a longer episode. Uh, Yeah, I mean, in some cases that's bad, like Star Trek Insurrection. Some cases pretty good with uh, with Space Squad. See, after that they've kind of uh, regrouped in the boardroom to kind of lick their wounds... In Doggy's case, almost literally. <laughs> and um, Umeko kind of beams down and, you know, hobbles in with a crutch and clarifies that Gavan, you know, didn't abandon her to chase his revenge as, um, you know, Green thought he had. And, uh, you know, he's actually a decent bloke because she's the one who told him, no, yeah, off, off, off you, Pop. I'm, I'm going to take care of Boob Ninja. And she gets shivved by Lars. Yeah, it's odd that she waited until she was properly in a cast and able to grab a crutch rather than just calling them up and saying oh no he's innocent i think she was uh, unconscious until that point well you don't just wake up grab a crutch and get going no you wake up and grab a brush and put a little makeup you win this time thank you but yeah she once she clarifies that stuff they um they nip over to planet bird because she just stop skipping to jump away from earth i guess yeah and uh, they they all break um, uh, Geki out. Uh, Ban turns up, and they all kind of gel together as a team. Just they feels hop, a off, they bit pop. forced, but yeah, it's just typical fare. And yeah, for some reason, Geki's face is still covered in blood and stuff. It's like, dude, wash it off. Surely there's a sink in the jail cell. Bubba <laughs> isn't going to do anything to you yet. You still have a chance. Luckily, they got him out before showers. So they bust him out by shooting open the lock, and that would just grant themselves some jail time, wouldn't it? Like the whole team are just like, yeah, we're going to go to jail now for breaking you out. Well, I think I think in shows like this, um, when you're a cop, you kind of earn yourself kind of 
leeway credit with all the uh, the badass stuff you do. It's the only way to explain yeah. it. I mean, Geki has been doing this stuff since like day one in his in his movies. So yeah, and so then one of the Decker Rangers says some open sesame related door line, and then Geki realizes that singing the nappy song is how you summon the portal. Yeah, because uh, when he when he hears Crow and hears him singing the uh, the jingle things, like that's a bit of a weird thing to do. What's going on with this? Mm. It kind of puts two and two together as like a little Sherlock moment, and he doesn't have to do a handstand, unlike uh, Decker Green does. Yeah, and then in another scene, we find that Shelley has in fact been kidnapped, and her life force is being used to power a giant robot. Cool. Yeah, you kind of put two and two together from what um, Boob Ninja said, like about Shelley's magnificent power of turning into a, a, a budgie, super uh, burb power. And they realize, oh, she's not dead; she's just being horribly tortured. Oh, oh yeah, that's much better. She's just being traumatized beyond belief. Oh, seriously, Lars is a nutter. Oh man, the, the, the absolute mad gallant. For a long, painful scene, you just see him punching the crap out of her while blood is rushing out of her body somehow. Just repeatedly wailing on her chest, face, it's like, what? I mean, he looks like the happiest guy alive. All his Christmases came at once. Yeah, he was smiling and laughing while doing these horrible punches. <laughs> she was screaming just the whole time. Ovary punch. Ovary punch. Ovary punch. And just why, though? It was just overkill. He was just going on a few hits. And I think at one point he was stopped by Boob Ninja. Yeah, was she's like, a bit whatever. like, whoa, hold up there, boy. They're going a bit too far. This is a bit weird. Yeah, I swear I was using it as punctuation. And so, punch, punch. <laughs> this is why we punch, punch. Why? He was just using her as a punching bag while making blood sacrifices to Satan Goth. Are we sure these guys on the, uh, the American Democratic Party? Yeah, I get the feeling, yes, because they pray to Baphomet. It's completely different, and Baphomet isn't a giant robot, as far as I know. Well, you say that, but they do pray to a giant owl thing. Maybe that's hiding a giant robot. You're listening to the Tinfoil Power Armor podcast. They're putting, they're putting crap in the world that turns the frogs gay! We should do a spin-off conspiracy podcast. We can do, like, cryptozoology stuff, and just... Well, the, the, a lot of the monsters in Q-Ranger do seem to be based off of cryptids. You know, you've got the Death Worm thing, the Mongolian Death Worm, got the Flatwoods monsters, grey aliens... That means the Illuminati have made Q-Ranger. They did the thrusting. They're corrupting the Japanese children. We need Japanese Alex Jones. Damn right we do. So, um, after kind of regrouping and nipping over back to Earth, um, Gavan explains his, uh, the hunch he has about, you know, the whole open sesame thing. So, uh, while his partner is being brutally beaten, he, uh, sings this, uh, jingle about nappies to yeah. open up a, you know, a space sphincter. Just the dance as well. Yeah. <laughs> Even Ban's confused about that. It was very strange. Still, I, I like the little breaks for jokes in there. Yeah. Although they're very, very far between. Well, it's got a, a bit of a ma- more mature thing going on. Like, it's a it's a space cop thing first, and the uh, you know, Toku thing second, if it feels like at times. But yeah, so they uh, hop through the space sphincter and find out that, oh, oh, Shelley's in a bit of a state. Yeah, surprised that she wasn't covered in bruises by then. That would have been a bit too dark. Yeah, she's surprisingly, looks surprisingly okay for someone who's been pounded. It's like, it's like that Facebook post thing, you know, I, I told I told Lars to beat up a defenseless woman, he actually did it, the absolute mad gallant. There we are, the memes have reached its apex. It's become both <laughs> violent and Taku related. So yeah, the, uh, the Rangers and uh, Gavan pop in and are all like, what are you doing? Stop it, that's, that's, that's a bad thing to do. And then they kind of monologue a bit about teamwork and you can't beat up a work person like that, that's bad. And Gavin's like, you can't do that, she's mine. If anyone's going to do that, it's me. I had good knuckle dusters for this. 
<laughs> but yeah, they um, they all they all transform. They do the whole kind of you know. So yeah, like uh, it takes like I don't know, like a, a, a millionth of a, a picosecond, and well, let's slow it down. It's it's pretty rad. Yeah, and they do the same thing for Deckaranger, which is really nice because they show it's like here's the final transformation. We're gonna have a satisfying fight, and actually it's 500 milliseconds. That's half a second in physical terms, like in terms of actual physics. That's a long time. You nerd. Does the Pope go in the woods? Of course I am. Yes, yeah, so it, it's nice that they have the whole kind of climactic transformation thing. You know, got a whole got the whole sequence. It's it's cool, and they good special effects as well. Updated it with modern things. It's good. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the, uh, the Deckerangers take Cronin, the big old gunman, and um, Ga- uh, Gavan takes Gallant, and then they uh, they do this thing where like uh, they jump to the space sphincter and they go to different places on Earth, and then they start fighting there. At least they finally justified what all the Toei sets are for. Oh, it's evil space. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that is Toei in a nutshell. And so there's this long, protracted fight with uh, Mad Gallant, and it was okay, but it's mostly punching. Because, hey, he's got no sword. Yeah, he, uh... Oh, no, oh yeah, no, yeah, they um they go to the uh, the underpass thing, and uh, then Retsu turns up, and he's all yeah. like... Oh, blood, we've, uh, you lost your sword, mate. Ah, yes, and so the original Gavan shows up in his armour, yeah. and just... Ah, depowers, and it's it's old guy, and he hands him his sword, and it's got your, good. Got your present there, boy. And he's like, whoa, this is heavy. And that's quite a touching scene, really. Whoa, Doc, this is heavy. And I always like seeing the legacy characters, the old ones, joining in. Yeah. I like how um, they kept Gavan's suit the same, like he's still got the little uh, little coloured lights on the chest. Yeah. Like, uh, they they updated it a bit, redesigned it a bit with, um, you know, Type G, you know, the new Gavan, where it's yeah. all a bit more kind of blue. You only saw it for a few seconds, though, so it's not much of a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's great because he, he takes out the mooks, just untransforms, great. Okay, and so, yeah, during that scene, he ends up fighting Mad Gallant with this new sword, yeah. while old Gavan is facing a bunch of mooks, and they actually look like decent mooks. I mean, these guys look like they're actual professionals at their job, they're not like these weird spandex gimps, these guys are actually wearing combat, you know, tactical stuff. Like actual mercenaries. And like, they've got a mixture of um, aliens and... Well, appears to be humans there as well. It's it's cool. It's yeah. it's a it's a little detail that they don't often do, and you, it's it's nice when they do it because it makes them look like they're actually facing a a practical, almost realistic threat. Yeah, and the sight of an old guy kicking all of their asses is really satisfying. Mm. The stunts are really well done. It's a, just a good fight sequence. Yeah, dude's in his sixties now. He's doing pretty well, I think. And then the Sentai are also in another place, fighting Cronin and just chasing him with guns while he's running away. Yeah, because they're in their, uh, they're in their SWAT gear. I love I love that stuff. Like, uh, you know the little um, police lights on the helmets? On oh, the yeah. Because those kind of pop out, and you've got, like, the little antenna oh, yeah. the head thing. They got, like, Except this... for red. Oh, yeah, because he's got, uh, like, this fire squad thing going on. But it's also a good scene. It's just a shame they didn't have them chasing him with some GoPro footage from the gun or over the shoulder. They are using different cameras. You can, you can tell by the way they move and the way it's held. It's a smaller camera. I think they made... Oh, yeah. I, like you said, I really wish they'd do like a hardcore heavy thing because they've got those big old um, heavy guns. You could probably mount a GoPro on the end of that, do like a yeah. POV shot. I'd love they that. They did a couple of first-person shots, but it was just to show that they're looking around. Yeah. And then that fight wasn't really that satisfying because they just cornered him and did the funky finisher. I know, I found it really satisfying because they they'd do this whole kind of, um, you know, Roll call thing. Oh uh, yes, and then the uh, theme kicks in. Yeah, the, that was uh, the, nice. Uh, like the theme for the SWAT thing is great. I can't remember the actual fight. I just remember the roll call and the music. And that's all that you really need with a Sentai. That's the only thing anyone ever remembers from the episodes. Just the stock footage they recycle. <laughs> Good thing because no one needs to remember the name of the stunt actor who died. Rest in peace. Rest in peace is in some cases. Yes, yeah, so they take care of Cronin. 
Wait, do they kill him or not? I don't know. Death is strange in Toku. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, they can always bring him back with Satan. The, the Decarangers take care of business, and then we cut back to um, Gavan and Matt Gallant uh, doing their thing, and it's kind of revealed in like a like a voiceover thing, kind of flashing back to what um, what the original Gavan said was, uh, "Well, this uh, this saw was made on the planet that Juspion came from, so that makes it easier to kill him somehow." See, it's made from metal from the planet Juspion was from, because Juspion killed Mad Gallant to begin with. It's, it's a whole thing. So then he's like, whoa, whoa, I can kill him even harder with this. So he does his um, Gavin dynamic thing, but it's not hyperdynamic, it's like cosmic dynamic. Oh yeah, he does a few more slashes. So instead and... of like two slashes that fuse together, it's like five or four or something like that. It was good stuff. Somehow Lars survives that. I mean, the suit is wrecked, but Lars is still alive. Yeah, I think he was channeling Mad Gallant's spirit at the time oh, it's, it's when he wore the suit. It's a weird thing. Like, he creates, he creates it from, like, Mad Gallant's essence, and they kind of fuse when the suit's on. Yeah. I mean, like, Lars isn't taken over, you know, Mr. Hyde style. Like, he's he's an asshole from, from start to finish. Deep Space Nine trill thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, now I want to see Jadzia with, like, a battle armor thing on, just punching someone. Okay, now I wish DS9 had an even bigger budget. Oh, we do see her in, like, Klingon armor a couple of times, don't we? Yeah, we do. Oh, God. See, I just wish... Why don't we have a Deep Space Nine follow-up movie? How do you do that? How would you do that? Because they... Cisco's still being Space Jesus. I do wish they hadn't done that. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird arc. It feels like something they meant to do differently, and now they kind of have that millstone around their neck, and they kind of have to keep doing it well, occasionally. The problem is they wrapped everything up fine. How about a spin-off sitcom with O'Brien and Bashir? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh man, it, most of your jokes will be about O'Brien's PTSD though. <laughs> like Bashir kind of jumps at him from behind a door and then O'Brien just kind of ends up rocking in a corner. and uh, Wears a mask, look, I'm your dead cellmate. Ah. <laughs> it takes Keiko like 15 hours to get him to come back to reality. Directed by David Lynch. <clears throat> oh, where do we get up to in our plot synopsis? Um, oh, oh, right to the oh, nearly at the end. Yeah, so Lars is still alive. He kind of stumbles through a space thing to back to Satan Goth, who conveniently spawns as soon as they rescue Shelley. So it's like, okay, she's still alive, but giant robot dude is still being big and kind of crushes Lars because hey, you know, screw you for resurrecting me. Yeah, just karma. Yeah, kind of um. Rise out of the ruins of the uh, nappy, nappy building. Company. <laughs> All right, so let me let, let me. I just want I just want to impress on you what's happening here. So uh, an ancient cult with twelve apostles, space Mormons, um, resurrect a robot called Satan Goth that rises from the ashes of a nappy company after being resurrected with the blood of a uh, a budgie shape shifting woman. Herax, do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon they've gone a bit too overboard on this? No, I think it was just Tom Cruise's recollection of Scientology. See, I mean, that's what we're up to, basically. You've got Satan Goth. Satan Goth? Man, that sounds like some kind of weird subgenre of uh, subculture of goths. It's not a phase, Mum. I'm Satan Goth. <laughs> I'm, like, even more goth, and I occasionally sacrifice a puppy. And then we, we were really looking forward to a massive oh, mech man. fight scene with a big giant bloke, but... No, just some giant mech gun and boom. Yeah, the Decker Rangers are like, ah, oh, how can we fight him in our dude? And then... It's too big. We'll Van, just get him. Yeah. Van Van's just like, here, look, we've got some upgrades. Summons the mech, turns into a giant gun and just blows him up. Where's the fun in that? I mean, to be fair, there is a giant gun. That I mean, kind of cool. maybe they used to pull the budget. Probably. It, uh, yeah, it is mildly, mildly disappointing. Anticlimactic is the best way to put it. So so after that, um, the Decker Rangers are celebrating. Uh, Shelley has severe PTSD and is in denial about it. Um... They all kind of go their separate ways, and um, yeah, Gavan's back in the office, and his uh, his boss looks like he's about to chew him out and fire him. Turns out, no, it was all a ruse. 
was all a ruse. Ban had uh, come up with the idea. I don't know how why they had to go about it in such a roundabout way, but hey, you know, at least he's not getting fired. Yeah, she, she's a weird boss. Then he finds out that he's been put in charge of a new project called the Space Squad. Yeah, it's sequel bait, but hey, I'm down to clown with that. Oh yeah, then we had footage of all the other Metal Heroes characters and the old oh, space-related Sentai. So yeah, they set up the uh, Space Squad cinematic universe, I guess. But um, I mean, then they show footage of a bunch of heroes and there are too many to kind of list off at the top of my head, so... Let's get up a list oh, and read them off. Got the ones from Denzi Man, yeah, got, Flash Man. But not all of them. So, I mean, that'd be too much. You got like yeah. Denzi Blue, Denzi Green, Yellow Flash, Pink Flash, Five Red, Five Blue, Five Black, Five Pink, Five Yellow. It's That's most of them of, from Five Man, actually. Blimey. Mega Red, Mega Silver, Ginga Red, Black Knight. Then we got a bunch of Metal Heroes. You got um, Sharavan, Shida, Juspian, Jiraiya, Jiban, Draft Redder, Jan Person, Show, Blue Beat, and B Fighter Kabuto. It's, oh, the Beetleborgs. Big bad beetle books. Unfortunately, none of the uh, no, yeah, none of those were from uh, made into VR tubers. Unfortunately, no, I don't quite know why one of them is called Jan Person. That just looks like someone in Eastern Europe made up a placeholder name like Jan for John, and then Person is the surname. <laughs> I'm my name is John Person. I know. I think um, I think he was uh, like a, an android. So I haven't seen. That. I think I think he was just in a movie. I've got a gif of him, actually. He kind of takes his hand... Oh, he launches his hand and he punches someone's head off or something like that. I don't know how many of these things have been subbed. I've seen a bit of Gavan, but that's about it. I need more Metal Heroes in me. Go John person. Metal Heroes have been sadly neglected, I think, by the uh, subbing community to a degree. I mean, some of them have been subbed. I think... I think the 90s Hakaida movie yeah. got subbed by uh, mm. some official thing. Metal Heroes was just there to bridge the gap between Showa Rider and yeah. Heisei Rider. They needed something, and so they decided to be like, hey, let's make this thing that gets increasingly more serious. Let's end it with um, chibi-ish characters. Things. Yeah, and X-Aid's doing the same thing. So yeah, I mean, that's that's basically how it ends. Like, I think got like an after-credit scene with them um, back at the wedding. And Decky Green's IBS ruins the whole thing. And Ume- like, no, Ume- just- you. He's trying to pop a cap in his ass. He runs to the toilet and she starts pulling out a gun and firing at him. At the wedding. May as well start as you mean to go on. I mean, they're already in trouble for breaking into a jail cell. I think that'll be uh, kind of allowed because it was all Ban's idea. But still, uh, opening fire at a wedding is everyone's space Florida man. As like we said earlier, it is a pretty cliched movie. I mean, you got the whole scene at the beginning with, uh, you know, Damn it, Gavan, you're a loose cannon, but damn it, you get results. Surprised he didn't get some sort of spunky young partner. Oh, yeah, she called Shelley. Oh, yeah, and she was getting the uh, everything beaten out of her by Space Florida Man. Yeah, so it's, uh, you, you got the cliche, you got all the cliches like a spa- uh, like a cop thing, you know. You, got, you know, you got these people who have to work together but don't like it, and then they become firm allies by the end of it, that kind of thing. It's 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 fun. Like, I mean, we, we said before, it's cliched, but it's fun with it, you know, so you don't really have time to think, hang on a tick. Yeah. We've seen this in like 15 other movies. It brushes over the cliches, but there's enough of them yeah. for the plot to be tied together. They're just like, oh, this is the mud from there. They don't really point it out, so I think they just go for it as is. They just tend to wing it. Yeah, the cliches kind of serve to keep the uh, the plot moving rather than just being a crutch that it relies on. You know, it's more of a... Yeah, yeah, it, it's not something that holds it down. It's something that just kind of propels it forward like yeah we've got cliches but hey you know cool fight scene coming up you're in like not a here for compelling drama you're here for men in spandex and metal suits yeah getting at each other with swords and explosions 
the character's compelling. The story is fine. You got good action. It, it all comes together to make a good movie, you know? It's ultimately quite a satisfying one. I oh, mean, yeah. as far as the other Gavan movies have gone, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm done. I've, I've seen a bunch of the other... Uh, well, I've seen all the uh, the new Gavan stuff. I like him. Geki's a pretty good character. He's fun. Just give me, just give me more space stuff. They also um, they also reference the Akiba Rangers. It's it's neat. It's nice to know that someone Toei remembers the Akiba Rangers. Yeah, when Ben Ben's talking to Boss Lady, he's like, "Hey, can I bring my old squad in to help?" No, you mean the Akiba Rangers? <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, what?" Pain is power. Uh, God, that was such a good reference. Yeah, I'm so glad that they keep referencing the Akiba Rangers. Akiba Rangers ten years after when? I know, I'd love a special, as in it doesn't even need to make sense. It's not I like Akiba just... Ranger made sense to begin with. Yeah. Just give us something. We need a bit of self-awareness every now and then so that the creative team can vent. Yeah. Just give it to us now. Just, we want more Akiba Ranger. We love the parodies. It, it's fun. I love it. Just lay it on me. I want one like the like that for, for uh, Kamen Rider, you know? Well, they tend to vent through the net movies, don't they? Mm. They do it before the movies, and so I guess Sentai has to do it with Akiba Ranger. Yeah, my favourites are the ones from uh, Superhero Wars... Zed. It's, uh, you know, the ones where they have all the police come in and, um, like people come to them for, uh, with problems. And, like, one of them is they do, like, a weird, you know, um, tie yellow ribbon thing with, um, stronger and tackle. <laughs> like, um, wh- I can't remember who comes in with the issue, but they've noticed, like, a mattress, not like a duvet that's been hung out to dry. It's been there for, like, five days. So they're all kind of theorizing about what happened. And, like, uh, the main theory is that stronger. Um, found out that Tackle had been writing to an old boyfriend who turns out to be Baltan and ends up going on a bender and accidentally killing um, General Shadow and a bunch of mooks. <laughs> and because it wasn't in an episode, it was a crime. So he was sent to prison for like eight years and he comes back. And like they do a whole, you know, tie yellow ribbon thing. It turns out that Tackle actually got busy with Baltan in those inter- intervening years. I'm sorry, what the hell is that? <laughs> actual, That's a net movie. Actual alien Baltan from Ultraman. Uh, wow. <laughs> he does a laugh and everything. <laughs> That is the most Japanese thing I've heard today. Just incredibly Japanese. That was insane. I love it. This is why you can't make a, a Kiba Ranger style series. It's just going to be like net movies. It's the only way. Well, that was a crossover with Super Sentai as well. Like you had, um, you had, um, you had Ban from Deca Ranger in there. Then you had, um, you had a couple of the Space Sheriffs on there. You got um, what's face? The lady from Wizard too. Oh yeah, she was in there as well. Wait, which lady from Wizard? The police lady from Wizard. Oh, the, the one of the few good characters. Yeah, she was a decent character for the first couple of episodes, but yeah. Then they had like a an alternate one, like a, they were in pairs, and like one of them was with um, like who did Amy wake up? Well, why did Amy wake up with such and such? Like um, like Amy from the Cure Yujas, and then oh, she'd wake yeah. up in bed next to another hero, and they'd be like, oh, why, why is she in bed with him? This is turns a- out that Amy is a huge slut. This is a kid show, right? Yeah. What the hell, Japan? So, Japanese insanity aside, Ranger Pants, what do you think about Space Squad? It's good. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. great. Um, Ban's actor has actually referred to it as um, Japan's Avengers. So, oh, I am down to clown till I'm promising. dead in the ground. Personally, I wasn't too fond of it as a movie. I've seen some better Kamen Rider ones, but I'm glad with it being the first stone of the whole Avengers thing. How does it feel to have bad taste? It feels pretty damn great. Yeah, I think it's great. Rex thinks it's meh. You know oh, who to lynch. Not, not meh, it's good, it's just not fabulous. Oh, you can't take it back now. It's oh, on the record. No, it's on the internet now. Yeah, just like my nudes. I'm sorry, what? That's right, much like Ranger's nudes, everything I say is now on the internet. Stored forever. I thought it was meh. Not great, but it was okay. 
It was okay, surely. I, I did admire the special effects. The plot was just laughable. <laughs> I don't know why Lars was so happy for punching a lady in the gut when it was absolutely unnecessary. He has issues, bless him. He, he, he's weird. Again, this is a kids' movie. I don't think it was strictly. I know, but kids, kids watch this. Oh yeah, kids love the uh, love Denzi Man, don't they? They love Flash Man. Well, it was more like a nod to past things. I, I know. I, I just I think it's maybe I think these moves are more for like an older audience, given all the blood that was coming out of Shelley's mouth. Seriously, just why? <laughs> I mean, that wasn't just like the single trickle of uh, blood that's kind of painted on when someone gets. She was spitting out stuff from capsules. Like, yeah, this is actual blood coming out of her mouth. Internal hemorrhaging. I mean, like uh, Gavin had that at the beginning as well. It looks like he had really bad gingivitis. Bloody hell! It's just weird. Uh, see, that part, that part was just a bit too excessive, in Honestly, my opinion, for the ending. It crossed the line for me and then went so far over the line it became funny. It was it was just so comically bizarre because he yeah. was just doing this over and over again. Like, to like, begin with, you're thinking, oh boy, oh boy, he's really going to tell that woman, right? Sort of torture scene. No, and then and going. then and because of how progressively more into it he gets, he just uh, he just can't help but find it funny. It's isn't there's no real response. He doesn't pause to breathe. It's just like it's like just using one of those comically small punching bags. So all in all, watch it if you like Decker Ranger and Gavan. I haven't seen either, thought it was okay-ish. Actually, I recommend people watch it in general because this could kind of mark a new like a milestone in Taku crossovery stuff. Well, they run out of original content, so they have to use everything as a crossover. It is 2017 after all. Oh, I wonder if they'd ever bring back another Metal Heroes series. Oh, you mean those ones that were so popular? Yes, yeah, so everyone loves... Uh... That guy in Silver Face. And... Yeah. No, no, or... if they try it again, because maybe if Kamen Rider isn't as successful, they might have another hiatus. I actually, mean, no, actually, yeah. no, come on. Kamen Rider's on, on top of the world at the moment. I mean, run that award for the toy thing. It's uh, getting really good ratings. Well, I'm just hoping that Build's Crank sells well. Crank it real good. I hope this kind of set a milestone in terms of Toku crossovers with Toei, because... It's not like everyone ever like the uh, superhero wars yeah. movies. It's people who are it's people who are relevant, and then it's foreshadowing for future movies. Other people who are relevant to the uh, yeah. to the genre, yeah, people who dealt with aliens, that kind of thing. People who are aliens did combine the two well enough as well. As in, it had the Decker Rangers as their own entity and all the space sheriffs as yeah. sort of like agents still working for the law as their own standalone thing. Yes, yeah, two different organizations who kind of collaborate on investigating. It's like, a, uh, like local law enforcement working with FBI agents, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it was very well done. I oh, yeah. admit it, that was a very good crossover. If you take a person who hasn't even heard of the different shows, they'd assumed it's all from the same show. Yeah, and you know what's great? What? The Q-Rangers didn't turn up at the end. Oh yeah, that was such a relief. We didn't hear, Yosha Lucky... Cause I hate it when they do that. Like, uh, like you'll have a crossover movie, and then like uh, next Ranger team will come in. Like, hey guys, we've got toys to buy. We're here. We're a Sentai. Oh, God, I'm sort of glad that Q Ranger is off for another couple of weeks because golf. I just need a break from Lucky. Is it even? Go- Why is it off? I mean, it was golf the first time. What is it this time? Super golf. Space golf. Maybe it's that golf that was described in King of the Hill, going between buildings with a ball of rice. Oh man. So yeah, I mean that. Pretty much r- wraps up what we think of it. It's good, Matt, if you if you wreck and you have bad taste. Yeah. But what do you think of it? We want your opinion. We want to know if we match the consensus or if we're the standalone rogues. If you have an opinion, you can message us on Facebook, on Twitter, you can comment on YouTube. You can also comment on our SoundCloud. And we're just accessible from all sides. Leave us a comment, just let us know what's happening. Just don't ask us to check out your mixtape.
don't ask for Rangers nudes. I still have yet to find them. And we'd also like to remind you that this is sponsored by TokyoToyStore.com. Buy toys, they're good. They're actually really good. They're still taking mm. orders, and I think they've got the whole collection from, is it Chronicle? Yeah, they've got a bunch of X8 stuff in. Yeah, well, I mean... Snap that up pretty well. Yeah, do it. Buy it. Do it. Consume. Rub it all over yourself. I'm not sure how you can rub gash outs over yourself. You can try. You can try. Definitely. Ooh, I know, you can use it to spread, like, jam on your toes. You dip the gash out in the jam. These are very uh, multi-purpose tools. If you want an expensive Japanese jam spreader, go check it out, Tokyo Toy Store. (laughs) Do it. Uh, So anyway, this is Rex signing off. Stay fabulous. Keep on riding, folks.